welcome Brock. Thank you. Thank Brock you. McKay. Yes. You you are on the DN podcast. Good. Good. So Good I'm glad be. you're here. This yeah. is um, our 21st episode. I've been interviewing mostly Sam and had some other guests and want to introduce you. I, I appreciate I've known you for about five years, I yeah. think now. Yeah. And um, you've been around Sam a long time. We'll get there. Um, so yeah, you you have things on your heart and we're going to have you come on here once in a while and, okay. and share. So in our first episode together, I just would love to get to know your story. Is that okay if we go there? No, no, that's... It's huge. It's giant. It's not my story. It it's, is. It's the fact that we all have stories. Yeah, we do. So tell us, where, where are you from? You're not from America, are you? No, I'm not from around here. <laughs> um, I'm originally from British Columbia. I was born yeah. and raised in Victoria and the gorgeous section of Canada. And um, I'm the middle of three. Okay. I have an older brother who's a delight who you've yeah, met, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a, a younger sister. Um, we were, uh, I was raised outside of the main city of okay. Victoria, so yeah. in a semi-rural area, and so grew up with uh, frogs in the backyard yeah. and, and just, just playing outdoors, loved hiking and all that. Actually, or? well, we did, we did a ton of stuff as yes. kids. Um, there wasn't so much hiking as much as we rode bikes everywhere. Okay. Um, uh, we were close to the beach, so we spent you know, hours on the beach and rocks and kelp and yeah. making rafts and just tons of stuff. We just, the water's all around Victoria. So we spent tons and tons of time at the beach. Um, and at that time there was no internet and okay. television was watched. We would watch television, but we would watch a show and then we would shut right. it off. So right. it was never on all the time. Yeah. So like we'd watch. Yeah, as a Sullivan. family or as a. We'd watch Ed Sullivan yeah. or we'd watch Hockey right. Night in Canada, but the television was off. So we were outdoors all the time. And in that neck of the woods in British <clears throat> Columbia, it's really mild. Yeah. The temperature's really mild. It's a growing season about 10 months of the year. And so most people think, Canada, it's cold. It's right. Cold. No, not, not that neck of the woods. The Japanese current comes around and hits that area and moderates the temperature. Yeah. So it's really cool there. Okay, let me get a snap. I have a couple questions about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brock, I don't actually know all these answers. So Brock, <laughs> age 16 to 18, what was your outlook of life and who God was? What would have you, how would have you answered that about, yeah, what were you thinking of life and who Jesus was? Did you have any concept of that at all? Well, I'm... We grew up in an in an Anglican church, uh, two particular Anglican churches in, in during my early growing up years, and there's, within the Anglican church at that point in time uh, in Canada, there was no real sense of individual personal salvation. Okay. It was just this is just the truth. Yes. Um, so I grew up, went through catechism classes, catechism classes, right. and uh, learned some things uh, about the scriptures, and I I never really didn't believe that Jesus was who he said he was, there was just never any sense of knowledge about that that actually means some responsibility okay. that I have okay. in reaction to, in response right. to what it is, who he is and what he's done. And it wasn't I mean, through 16 through 18, we had stopped going to church at that, at that point in time. And that was about the time we moved from Victoria to Vancouver. I moved to North Vancouver and, and started on my adventures at that point yeah. in my life. Yeah. So, so how long did those adventures? We didn't need to go into the details, but those adventures and uh, you know how long did that? And when when was the moment where you actually did meet Jesus? I'd love to hear that part. Um, that's the, that's just part of the really cool process. Yeah. My my brother <clears throat> and I. This was in my twenties. 
I did, I did tons of stuff. It was, I yeah. was two years at the University of British Columbia and had no earthly idea what I was going to do with my life. I'm supposed to declare a major right. after two years. I didn't know. I didn't know nothing. So I left, I left school and spent some time in England and Montreal and lived in England for a couple of years. I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly traveling and enjoying. It's just, it was an incredible time for me. Yeah. Lots of exposure. No real insight and understanding about the Lord Jesus. Um, Ended up going to Spain at one point and getting involved in transcendental meditation. Okay. Um, and I had a couple of real interesting experiences because I'd been exposed to uh, to Scripture and been exposed to the truth and the catechism. Yes. I was in a set of circumstances where I had to go through the process. I don't think you know anything about this. No. I went through the process. The puja is a ceremony where a person gets inducted into transcendental meditation. Oh, my. And so it's and I I was completely unaware now and now I have the the ability to be able to analyze and process what that's all about. Yeah. It's a profoundly spiritual experience. They sell it as as um, as a relaxation technique, which in fact it is, and it's got spiritual undertones and spiritual underpinnings. So it's not just a, a relaxation technique. But but at the point that would have not that would have been outside the person of Jesus, correct? Oh, completely, completely, oh, completely outside completely. of Jesus. Because here I am in the situation, and Meredith happened to have been my um, she was my initiator. And so I'm in the set of circumstances. I'd gone through some 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 training and some teaching, wow. and, I, and I paid my 17 British pounds to be yeah. able to get this wonderful experience. And I was literally in a room, and there was a what I didn't recognize at the time wasn't actually an altar. Oh I, my. Didn't, I, I had no idea. So there's a there's a tablecloth, and there's a picture of Guru Dev, and and some sandalwood paste, and some some water, and some rice, and different kinds of things. And all this is done, and I'm in this. Uh, I have no idea. And I'm in the set of circumstances, and Meredith begins to chant in Sanskrit, and my Sanskrit's a little rusty, yeah. so I don't exactly know what she's saying. But it's intended to be hypnotic. It's intended to be yeah. sort of mind-altering, and it was. And smack in the midst of that, I hear a voice in my head that says distinctly, clearly, it's my voice, but I hear it yeah. in my head, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Oh, wow. <laughs> Right out the way. And I remember shaking my head in the midst of the yes. ceremony. Meredith's got her eyes closed, yes. so she doesn't know what's going on. And I remember shaking my head going, where did that come from, knowing full well where that came from? Yes, you did. Because <laughs> no, you had the word at oh, some yes. level. Oh, yes. Uh, and through the catechism classes, we'd been taught those kinds of things. So here I am in the situation. I went ahead and got initiated. And that was in my early 20s, early 20s. <clears throat> and throughout the whole of the process, I almost invariably fell asleep every time I did the transcendental meditation. And in retrospect, I'm not so sure the Lord wasn't protecting me. Yeah, so I was just thinking that, that was his hand on you, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Because you could have, there could have been a another journey. But oh, go. yeah, it could have. I'm convinced that at the point at which a person says yes to the Lord Jesus, that he acts on Amen. that. Amen. And while we are faithless, he remains faithful. That is a true principle in the word. So he, so he stayed with me. He was with me even though I was naive and, and ignorant and not walking with him. That's still my exposure to his yeah. word. I never didn't believe. Yeah. I just didn't 
know that there was a different avenue or a different different perspective or a different way of believing that there was something that actually involved me and how I responded. So to good. It. Was, it was wild. Stuff. So then, yeah, what was the moment where you actually bowed your knee? And I mean that reinitiation, whether it was a first time, but you really encountered Jesus. There were there were three particular times when I remember calling out to him, and one of them was on the heels, probably about a year after my my brother. It came to the Lord a year, year and a half after him. He was really influential, still is really influential in my walk with the king. Um, but what was particularly significant, I was with my brother at, at Simon Fraser University yeah. in Vancouver, in, in Burnaby, outside of Vancouver, one of the suburbs there. And there was this ragtag guy that came and this, the steps in the yeah. sort of amphitheater like yeah. that. And this ragtag guy comes out and there's oh, half a dozen, a dozen people, and he just starts yelling, you guys are all sinners and you're all going to hell. <laughs> and of course, it's going to, sure. I don't know this guy, it's a little bit right. odd. It's kind right. of, yeah, but, yeah, but you're a jerk. <laughs> right. I, that's true, I am a jerk, I'm a saved jerk, but you're an unsaved jerk, so I'm going to have, and you're going to hell. <laughs> and his name was Holy Hubert. His name Holy was Hubert. Hubert, Hubert right. I don't, anybody's ever heard of this guy? He was, he was, um, the Lord gave him the gift of evangelism during the, during the 60s when the hate Ashbury was exploding. So uh, we get a chance to in, interact with this guy and hear him and everything he's saying. I mean, his manner and his style is really provocative. Sure, right, pushing, right. It's obnoxious. <laughs> but everything he's saying is rare. It is the truth. Absolutely clear, clean truth. And there's, so there's, in the midst of sort of the uh, mixture of it. Yes. Right. There's this consistent ring of authenticity in the midst of all the stuff that's going on within the puja yeah. and the ceremony there's this ring of truth that makes its way through and it was hitting your heart oh yeah that's it so that was your first encounter this is this was this was the encounter that my brother had and so he and i get done yeah and this guy wanders off and my brother says to me I think I need to go talk with this guy. And I go, really? Okay. That sounds you're, you're going to talk yeah, with right. this guy? He says, yeah, I'm going to talk with him. I said, okay, okay. So Scott went and Hubert, Holy Hubert led my brother to the and Lord. From that time? From that time. Okay. Wow. And from that time, it shifted things within yeah. Scott. And then it began to shift things yeah. in me. And he, Amen. He, Scott's been a prayer for years. And he's, he started effectively, intentionally praying for me. And it was about, it was about two years later. When I, I just, I remember my, my motive for calling out to the Lord. And it was on three different occasions. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm making a mess of this. Yeah. And my, my reason for coming to him was because I wasn't able to make life work well. Right. It wasn't because I need that. I, I have this desperate need of a savior. Okay. I was going to that revelation came a little later. But, but the reality was I, 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 I knew that he was who he said he was. Um, Never, never took the Lord's name in vain. Could never do that because because there was always the sense of he is exactly who he says he is. And three different occasions, I remember calling out to him. And my sense is that was just part of the process of yeah. me. Recoming re back. So yeah. one way I would say growing up sounds like you, you understood the holy reverence of the Lord, right? There was a That's reverence simple. of him. At that point, yeah. and he was, but then now you needed to you know he's a real person, a relationship with oh, him. That was the idea that Jesus was exactly who he says he yeah. is, and and that and and this I still think is part of the contention uh, that's up for contention is that he is not just who he says he is, but he is my Lord, yeah, because he needed to save me, yeah. 
from from my sin yeah. and and my life and my experience, and it's not in opposition to anybody else's experience. It's the fact that personally, I'm responsible yeah. before the King. And he delivers us. It's amazing. Oh, goodness gracious! It's, it is. Uh, it is. It's stunning and startling when we get it down to that individual yeah. level. That he's he's your Lord. Yeah. And he relates to you as your Lord. Now Amen. he's not inconsistent. Right. And he and he relates to you individually because he's your personal savior. So he's good. my my savior, mine. Um, and and that he does that. He has that individual. Connection, it's unbelievable, that individual isn't it? redemptive oh, nature and rela- relationship with every person. It's just, so good. Right. Love that. Okay, so quickly, so yeah. you're married. I am. How many years have you been married? Uh, Forty. And you have how many kids? We got three kids and four grandkids. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that's all about yourself. Met Jesus, your family. Tell us about psychology. Clearly, you've got an amazing mind, and you, you tease this out a little bit. Some you're obviously were curious in the mind, but yeah, you're a psychologist. Is that how we say that right now? Yep. yep. And you're a doctor. Yes. Yes. So, yep. um, so tell how did you get into that that world of psychology, and and then just quickly what you do actually during the day. Um. I remember a family friend sitting sitting at St. David's by the Sea, the Anglican church yeah. that we first started in. And I remember she was bored in the middle of the sermon, I think. And she so she leaned over to me and said, what do you want to be when you grow up, Brock? And I said, I'd either like to be an accountant because dad wanted me right. to be an accountant because he wanted to be an accountant. Or I'd like to be a psychiatrist. And I remember her saying, those are both good jobs. <laughs> and then, then they were, and they would be. Um, but but I always liked the idea of psychiatry. And psychology isn't well-developed. At that stage, yeah. it was not well-developed at all in Canada. Because the medical profession right. covers psychiatry, does medicine, and yes. so, social workers do yeah. therapy. So psychologists are stuck away somewhere leading a program or uh, teaching at a university. And those things didn't, didn't attract yeah. me at all. I want to be a therapist. That's what I want to do. So we initially applied to the University of North Texas. And they let me come down as a special student, which which wasn't in the graduate program. And that's when things shifted. I originally applied to the to the cl- clinical psych program and got down there and spent a year in Denton, in Texas, at, at what was that at that time, North Texas State University, and met some people and and got connected with the counseling psych program, which was actually a better better arranged, better organized. I think a, a much better training program than the clinical psych program was at North Texas, and so got in the next year. Started the there was not a ton of receptivity to a person being a believer and in the field of okay. psychology. There's traditionally been yes. animosity. Um, and I think some of that just stems from from the influence that Freud had and dealing with repression and uh, Victorian attitudes yeah. and different kinds of things like that. But there's also been an awful a, a ton of suspicion and antagonism from Christianity. Yeah, see the general. other side of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they are in many respects quite frightened of, quite fearful. When I look at the scriptures, I just see the psychology of man all the way through it because right. we're. we're we are psychological beings. And we're made in his image. Absolutely. God made us. And he has got yeah. his psyche. Right. God's got a personality. Right. He's got character. He's got he's got a nature. He's got all those particular kinds of things. And so I don't make this distinction. I think it's a very Greek way of looking at yeah. things. Distinction between psychology and Christianity. I, I just think there's some problems with that. Well, that's an interesting. So we're not afraid of math, are we? 
No, no, we're, no. We're afraid of math. Yeah. I'm not afraid of going to the doctor when I'm sick. Correct. But yet I am afraid to come to, I, what is that? Where do you think oh, that there's, is? Well, there's, there's two, a, there, yeah, there's two dynamics there. One, it's the, and this is, this is interesting. This, this was my parents' generation that you would never, ever go to somebody like a psychologist or psychiatrist because it literally, it meant you were crazy. Okay. But there was a stigma there. Oh, oh huge. And okay. still to this day. Yes. Still to this day. It's, it's being broken down to some extent, but it's still to this day. So that makes sense then. But the reality is, I don't do my own investments. I don't do my own accounting. If I expect to stay in right. business, I better have an account right. to my account. Right. Because I consult with him. And there's I, I have yet to do my own uh, self-appendectomies. I just think that's probably a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> we can probably. You know. and, and so we all have areas of specializationary involvement. It's kind of like really in, some, in some respects functioning in my role as a psychologist. I'm, I'm coaching an individual being able to relate to and critically what I get a chance to do is help people relate to the king differently. Yeah. I mean, not everybody walks in my office as a believer and tons and tons of You get of to represent oh, the king, don't you? Oh, man. Oh, it's, it's thrilling to get that opportunity. So, um, so yeah, so, so the, the field of psychology has never seen, I've never seen it as in opposition. What I see it yep. is as giving explanations and clarification. Yep. I draw a line to some extent with research because research reveals what is. Yep. It never, ever has the capacity yep. to reveal what's in the heart of the Lord yep. Jesus. So I look at research and I can read the research and I can make sense of yep. the research and use it and it's still, it's, it, this, is, this is man dealing with man. This is not the revelation of the king. It just isn't. It can't be because we're not going to test yeah. Jesus. We're not going to put him in a research project. Yeah. Okay, we can't. Amen. It work that way. So, well, I'm just glad I'm sitting here and I'm asking the questions, right? Because yeah. you're normally the one asking questions, listening. So I feel a little empowered right now, Brock. That, All right. Okay. But, but maybe we'll let you host sometime and you can okay. ask me questions. But, okay. Um, Really good. So I want to just connect you to, to Disciple Nations and Sam, and and you've you've known Sam a long time, haven't you? Well, Sam's um, Sam's needed to see me for a right. Long time. <laughs> yeah, we, that's I'm, another. I told him that. I yeah, thought you had come. to sign something for yes. it. <laughs> no, no. Um, part of what moved us to Wichita. Uh, I love this town. I, I just do. I yeah. just think there's tons of stuff here. I love the people here. I love the, uh, there's so many different aspects. I love the, the art community here, uh, the music community. Yeah. I love the way the city's laid out. Anywhere I want, 20 right. minutes. We don't care. It's amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal right. town. Amazing town. So we initially, what moved us to Wichita was I needed, I needed two things. And this is kind of the, the yep. psychology yes. and, and spirituality component, psychology and my faith. When we moved to, from Texas, I had two requirements. One, my program required a clinical psych okay. internship. Yeah. And it was a really good one through what was known as WICPIP, which is a collaborative uh, yeah. internships in psychology program. And brilliant stuff. Uh, and there was a very, very good one through the medical school here, KU Med. It was a wonderful program. So I had a, a chance to get in there. But the other criteria that, that, we, that I had was we ha they had to come to a vineyard church. We okay. had to be a town with a vineyard. And because we had... The, the vineyard in Arlington, in, in Texas, that we had come across, they were individuals who understood. They were the first people, Matthew, that I had come across yeah. who were talking about the kingdom of God. Yeah. 
the members of the body of Christ right. talk about the kingdom of God, and they seem to have this capacity to take the hand of the yeah. evangelicals with their high, yes. high view of Scripture. Yes high authority in view of scripture and hold the hand of the others on the other side who had a high view of the activity and the movement and the capability of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And they walked with integrity between the two. And I had not seen that in, in, in yeah. either particular camp. So our exposure with Vineyard in Texas was just glorifying. It was, gl- it was filled this with glory. Eight, during the 80s? This would have been right at, right at the later latter part of the 80s. Okay, later. So later about 80, 88, 89. Okay. We ended up moving from Denton, um, a Bible church that had become sort of a post-Bible church yes. because the Spirit of God had hit it, and then moved to, to Arlington, Texas. And so we spent a couple of years there, and that was just unbelievably rich for us. And so part of the criterion yeah. that we had was making sure if we're going to move to Wichita, we needed to. So, we needed to be. So when did you land in Wichita? What year? Nineteen ninety-one. Okay. We've been here since ninety-one. So, we so when did almost. you meet? Yeah, and Sam was in the Vineyard Movement during he those years. He initially was in the Vineyard Movement. He had separated, and we had uh, stepped away from that. We were doing a house church for a period of time. There were several families, and we were meeting just doing house church. Uh, that was the extent of what we were involved with. Uh, which was a really fruitful time. It was a really good time, and it was limited because I mean, there's only so much you can accomplish in a, yeah. in a small group. You have to have larger groups as well. And then uh, uh, some friends of ours talked about, you got to hear this guy. He's only 27, but he really knows the scripture as well. And so the very first time we ever met Sam was at a place called The Body Shop. Okay. Which is just, well, as far all... as I'm concerned, was like the best, funny. best name right. for a small fellowship. Yeah. It's called The Body Shop. So, and that was a first, it was kind of, it was impressive. And he, obviously, I mean, there was, and I think, I think some of what Jesus is doing in general is he's defi- redefining yeah. the gifts for us. Yes. He's redefining what leadership looks like, what, what um, I think what evangelism looks like. I think he's redefining uh, what teaching looks like. Um, and he was certainly in that case for for me anyways redefining what apostleship looked like because right. I had never seen. It was after I met Sam that I recognized that the the pastor that we enjoyed so much in Arlington was gifted apostolically yeah. as well. Yeah. But it's kind of we just we don't know what we didn't know the language for that. And... But we also I did, also didn't recognize the gift. I didn't have the I didn't have the revelation to recognize what a gift of apostleship looks like. And so it's fascinating. So we, we began to connect with Sam. That's what about 96. Yeah, so 96. 20, and so we've been, years. we've been connected um, at the uh, at the pant cuff. <laughs> since yeah, that right. Time. Not at the hip, at the pant cuff. Yeah, you've been there. <laughs> really good. Well, it's been fun. You are, uh, you know, I think you're a pastor to our Disciple Nations team. Yeah. You love taking care of the hearts. We're yes. going to go there soon. But yeah, yeah it's... Oh. Amazing getting to know you. Thanks for letting us hear a little bit of your story. Oh, yeah. And we'll look forward to just learning more of your story. Oh, I have one more question for you. Yes, good. Where did you learn accents? Who taught you the world of accents? Is that just something from Brock, or did you actually... There's a bit of a story there. When I was a young lad, okay, the, the people around us... They weren't regular folk, like, you know. And uh, I learned a lot from them. Many of the people with the Russian background. It's okay. Very good, nice, no people. They drink vodka, but nice people. 
<laughs> we we grew up doing accents all the so time. So you had fun. So this oh, was just this, a part of you. Oh, it was part of the part of the family stuff. Do it all the time. And oh, so yeah. even in your in your practice, you love humor, don't you? And breaking uh, down humor, accents, whatever it is, to get people to talk, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of individuals get the idea um, that the th- psychotherapy process yeah. is rather stiff. Right. It's kind of <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Just, I don't fit the model. Right. Apparently. Right. So no, no. It's kind of like there are times when what primarily comes out of the process is laughter. Because the reality is, it's kind of like if anybody ought to be laughing about things, it ought to be us as psychologists. Yes. It's kind of like, goodness, we are funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we we get ourselves in some stupid mixes, and the, and the and there's an old saying that says, "The man who learns to laugh at himself." Yeah. Never runs out of material. That's great. There we go. That's really true. That is true. That's really true. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brock. 